Welcome to the Leadership Secrets Podcast, where we bring you no BS, practical advice from the experts that are doing it. Now, here's your host, Lee Lissomby. Uh, thank you for joining today. Uh, we're going to get through some good topics, I hope. So, so this is a podcast where I'm interviewing a lot of uh, key leaders uh, in our industry or in a variety of industries uh, that are doing things a little bit differently. And I, I think really every leader has this uniqueness about them that makes them special. And that uniqueness is one of my passions to find. I, I love talking to leaders about what they're doing that's different and you know how they're how they're doing that. It's just like athletes, not no athlete is the same. They all have different skill sets and they all have secrets. And I, I say secrets, not in the term like they're hiding it from anyone, but it's something that they leverage their strengths to get some great uh, successes in their career and companies and, you know, in their teams. And that's what it's all about is how they're influencing their teams to get these goals in their company or organization and whatever industry they're in. So as I'm writing these questions out for my upcoming guest, because this is a new podcast, I don't have a, a can set of questions just yet. I'm trying to develop these questions. The number one question I'm asking them is what their one secret is that they're doing that they think everyone should be doing as a leader. So as I'm writing this out, I'm trying to think of what my secret is. And I've, I've led big teams. I've led multiple teams. Uh, whether I was a project manager, continuous improvement manager, uh, leading small Kaizen teams, or I was a director or vice president of an operation leading, you know, 60 to 200 employees. I, uh, I've done different things as uh, far as my leadership tactics. And I've, I've done things that I shouldn't have done. I've not only had successes, I had a lot of failures, just like many, many leaders out there. And I observed a lot of leaders. I've got some great mentors that led me through the Navy. You know, I was in the Navy for eight years, and that's where I learned how to become a leader. And I, I have some stories that I'll be telling about the first time I became a leader, and it was a not not a very good outcome my first time. So uh, the mentors there have really where I kind of stole my leadership tactics from. Then I got into, you know, reading books, going to courses, um, just studying leadership for the last 20 years. So I kind of look at what I'm doing, what others are doing, uh, how they're successful, how I'm successful, how they're failing, how, how I'm failing. And I'm molding this into a overall um, leadership style for me. So as I'm writing these questions out for my upcoming guests, I'm I'm trying to think what my leadership secret is. And it is something that wasn't hard for me to think because I, I've known this for years. What I think 
other leaders should be doing is personal development. That's the one thing I think uh, I see that successful leaders are doing and non-successful leaders aren't doing. And personal development, I, I throw it to or four different categories. I have morning routine, I have fitness, nutrition, and education. Those are my four things that fall in this personal development bucket. And I'll go through my morning routine. It's, it's quite simple. My morning routine actually starts the night before. And this is something that's pretty new for me because I haven't slept well throughout my life for the last 10, 15 years. Like the older I get, the worse I sleep. And then I've, through personal development and education, I'm reading books over some of this. And uh, one of it has been my emotional upheaval before I go to sleep. Like we go to bed and we have this stress, these thoughts, anxiety uh, from the day before, next day that we're getting ready for or whatever it may be, it could be a family matter. It could be, you know, a, a personal situation we're going through. So the thing I do before I go to bed, I spend five minutes, whether I'm laying in bed or before I go to bed, and I empty my brain. Get all that stuff out of your mind. And the best way to do this, I found, is through meditation or prayer. So I've and I practice a lot of different types of med meditation, but mostly it's the law of attraction, the law of gratitude. And I talk about that some episode two, if you want to watch that. Uh, I think the, the law of attitude, the attitude of gratitude is what I call it in episode two, and it's so powerful. So that helps me sleep better, kind of empty my mind so I can fall asleep and uh, get good rest, wake up at 5 a.m., I practice the 20-20-20 rule. I stole this from the 5 a.m. club. Before I read this book, I was getting up, making coffee, and I'll spend 15, 20 minutes on my phone looking at emails, social media, all that stuff. And I realized, why am I doing this? It's not getting me any better. So the first 20 minutes is a meditation and prayer as well. So. The last five minutes of my day, I spend in meditation and prayer. The first 20 minutes of my day, I spend in meditation and prayer. And most of that meditation and prayer is about gratitude. And it's about, and also I do visualization in, in both. So that's my first 20 minutes. My second 20 minutes is some sort of exercise. And that really becomes 30 minutes because normally I walk my dog and our our current walk, our route is about 30 minutes long. I listen to a book on Audible or a podcast or a YouTube video on personal development. And I miss it out there in nature. I love it. It's the most peaceful part of my day. And it really sets me up for a good, good day if I do this. And you know, I, that's why I love summers. And this is kind of off topic, but summers i do so much better because i can do things like this in the winters i'm not going outside spending time in nature i'm indoors and i kind of get into a, a funk in the winter so it's july right now so these mornings are beautiful 
I'm out there and just kind of getting my vibration up and spending time in nature is, is one way to do that. Come back and journaling is a part of my, I guess my third 20 minute increment is some sort of planning and journaling in, in my entry. Uh, this consists of some visualizations some goal setting uh, and scheduling my day out. So I, I don't let my day run itself. I try to run my days and that's an important part of being a leader. So that's my morning routine. Then I, I exercise more. I, I love lifting weights. I have a kind of a makeshift weight room in my garage where I, I do uh, a lot of body weight stuff, but also lift weights. Uh, then I jump in the shower and I constantly have my headphones in. So uh, after I get through my journaling, I play, I put that book that I was listening to when I was walking my dog and it plays in my ear constantly. And I'm listening to it as I work out and I get in the shower, get ready for the day. I'm still listening to my podcast, my book. And I know you're not supposed to wear AirPods in the shower, but I've done it since I've had AirPods <laughs> and uh, it hasn't been a problem. But anyway, side note, I love all Apple products and especially AirPods. That's actually my... <laughs> One thing I cannot live without are my AirPods. So I listen to that book, then I take my kids to school, or right now I'm taking them to workouts uh, for upcoming football season. Drop them off, and I, that book or podcast I was listening listening to, I put it back on on my Bluetooth on my vehicle. So that's my morning routine, and then I listen to the same book as I return home home from work uh, as I, on my drive. So morning routine, pretty simple. If you have any questions about that, I highly recommend you pick up the 5 a.m. club. And I, I have friends, colleagues who, they, they hear about my morning routine and they're like, no, man, I can't do that. That's too hard. Like waking up at 5 a.m., absolutely not. Like I'm a night owl. I don't know how many times I've heard people tell me I'm a night owl. Like, you know what? It takes zero discipline to be a night owl. And you don't want to be a night owl. I mean, that is not anything to brag about. I mean, for one, your whole day shot, if you're waking up at the last second, rushing to get your shower or whatever, getting ready for work, and darting out, speeding the work. I mean, you're starting your day with anxiety. You're starting your day with stress. How are you going to get there and be there for your employees if you're stressed just solely on the fact that you refuse to wake up early? Don't be a night owl. I mean, please don't be a night owl. I've been one. I And again, I am not preaching to anyone. I've been there. I've, I've lived that life. I stay up till midnight watching shows, binge watching some show on TV and woke up the last minute and rushed to work. And I have not been a productive person in that state. So that's my personal development. Number one, number two, uh, we're going to skip exercise because that is part of my morning routine. Uh, so I, I'll count exercise number two. Number three is diet. 
and I don't like the word diet, I use the word nutrition. Because we got to feed our bodies the right substances to be a, a high performer, have energy. So I've, I've gone through about five different, what I call WOE, ways of eating. Uh, I've been through five different ones, went from plant-based to uh, Mediterranean, to keto, to carnivore. Sorry, that's four. I'm not a very good counter. Four different ways of eating. Each time, my energy levels and my stamina through the day have increased. And I'll rank them in that order, too. I think if you want a high-energy diet, get on carnivore. If you want mental clarity, get on carnivore. If you want to look lean and mean, get on carnivore. If those are your goals, I highly recommend carnivore. The second one would be keto. Uh, and I can explain the difference between keto and carnivore in a future episode, but uh, most of you already know the differences. Then uh, Mediterranean was good. My doctor recommended that one, but I had a lot of fish in, in, involved in Mediterranean. I don't mind fish, but I just don't have access to fresh fish in my area. So, and then plant-based, I did not like that one at all. The low energy, uh, lost a lot of muscle tone, and I kind of got a gut off that diet. So I, I got off that one pretty quick. So that's my ways of eating or nutrition, which is the third piece of my personal development. I think you have to have a lot of energy if you're going to be an effective leader, and nutrition is the number one way to get energy and number two would be exercise so keep those two things in mind and my fourth one which is my most important one so saving the best for last here is education this is my pet peeve with leaders i've been around so many great leaders and the ones they're great they're constantly studying and i'm going to share a quote with you from John Maxwell. I'm going to read it. I don't have it memorized, but I am in the Maxwell Leadership Program, and I get to listen to a lot of his content and read a lot of his books. And he has a quote that says, the more intentional you are about your leadership growth, the greater your potential for becoming the leader you're capable of being. Never stop learning. So he is I think mid 70s, one of the most influential leaders of our time has written close to 100 books over leadership. And he in his uh, presentations and his speeches. He admits he's learning every day, never stops learning. And I don't mean in the in the way we commonly use that term, like I learn something new every day. He's learning through personal development. He's learning by reading books, by listening to podcasts, by listening to educational YouTube videos. He's learning in those terms, just like we all should be. So I see people who rise to the ranks, and I, we all know these type of people who they got to their position based on intelligence, 
based on education or, or education level. Like they had an MBA from a prestigious university. They got there based on reputation. They got there based on their administrative skills. They've gotten there for whatever reason, but they didn't get there based on their leadership. And they get to this position and now they're trying to lead people. And they fell miserably at this area because they refused to pick up a book over leadership. And there's so much material out there. I don't know what it is, why people refuse to study leadership, but it's something we have to do every day. It's not like riding a bike. It's not like we do it once or we go through a class, or we go to a conference, and now we're a certified leader. Now we're an excellent leader. That's not how it works. It's a process. It's something I do every day, but I haven't always done that. And I've noticed when I get off this, when I get a rut, when I become an ineffective leader, when I start losing influence of my team, this one thing is the reason behind it. It's because I stop learning. I stop educating myself. And we've all done this. You read a leadership book or any book for that matter. And then you may or may not but most of us apply the principles or some principle in this book. And it's like, man, this is great. And then you forget what you read a year later. But just because you read a leadership book, you know, two or three years ago, doesn't mean you don't need to reread that leadership book. Almost every leadership book I have in my library, I've read multiple times. And that's important. I think we got to, go back to those books and and refresh ourselves on this stuff. It's, it's not something you read once and put down. It's something you want to dive into. So education is my one big leadership secret, uh, personal development. It kind of all falls together. Uh, and in the Navy, kind of the diet and exercise and personal development piece is all factored in to make and rank. I think the whole system in the military evolves around personal development. Well, 50% of it, personal development, the other 50% is your performance at work, but I think it all kind of factors in. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, my one thing I wanted to share today. I'm gonna ask our guest, our upcoming guest about their leadership secret. Uh, I got currently working on my lineup of leaders out there that uh, are going to have some great things to tell us. I hope. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get tired of listening to me talk about my journey. I want to share with you other people's journey, what they found works and don't work. And you know, I, I have the same thing with what doesn't work. I mean, I've I've read stuff in books and I just failed at it. And I, in episode two, the attitude of gratitude was one of those failures. And I recommend you listen to that podcast as well. That dive into the attitude of gratitude. But 
I had a bad attitude. And I think attitude is one of those things that will just kill us in our leadership journey. And I read books over attitude. I read books over emotional intelligence. And I just could not implement a positive attitude every day until I started practicing the attitude of gratitude. So that's, if I had to share with you one failure, that was it. Uh, my one secret, personal development. Uh, something people weren't talking about. Uh, and if you're a leader and you're not doing personal development, if you're not reading leadership books, uh, most likely your employees are not doing that because you don't find it important. And I always try to preach this to my people like, here, let's read some books. Let's go through this book together. And we're doing some master classes right now with my team. And it's been super powerful because it's not like you, you read a book on your own, you try to do it yourself. Let's use this book as a baseline for how we manage and lead our people, but let's go through it together. Let's discuss the highlights of this book. So it's, and I kind of want to hit on that, but also I want to touch on this a little bit. We're trying to grow our companies. We're trying to do great things, hit goals in our companies, in our organizations. And we, we see these symptoms of poor leadership all over the place. And when I was doing continuous improvement full time, I did continuous improvement full time for the seven, eight years. And I led about 80 plus Kaizen events. And almost every time we would go into an area for a Kaizen event, for a week long event, we were battling a problem that their root cause was poor leadership. If they had a good leader in that area, that problem wouldn't be there and we wouldn't need to be there. So you can, and this is my theory, this is kind of a polarizing comment or an opinion to have, but if you put money, if you took that money you spent on continuous improvement, you put that into leadership development, you wouldn't need continuous improvement. And you wouldn't need a lot of the other things you're spending money on, cost of poor quality. Uh, a lot of the initiatives you're doing, a lot of softwares you're buying, a lot of programs you're investing in could be eliminated if you had leadership development. So as you're putting together budgets for all these items on your list, I would highly recommend you up your budget for leadership development. Because most of the time, these people don't know to even read a book over leadership. They don't know about personal development because it's, it's not important to you. It has to be important to you first before it's going to be important to your people. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in to Leadership Secrets Podcast. I uh, hope this helps, and I look forward to talking to you next time with our guest, and we're going to ask him some, hopefully, some good questions. And I'm almost certain he's going to give us some good answers. So tune in to episode number four, where we talk with a gentleman named Kellen Ketcherson. He is a great leader in his in his business, and he used to be an employee of mine. So we'll see how good of a job I did in developing him. Until next time, Leadership Secrets Podcast, this is Lee Lizenby. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Secrets Podcast. 
Please join us next time as we bring you more leadership secrets from the people who are actually doing it. See you soon.